Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast, where we talk about all things OCD. The show is for educational purposes and is not intended to replace professional mental health care. Here's your host, Christina Orlova. Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast. Today's episode, I want to talk to you about intrusions specifically. So OCD is a little reminder, it's obsessions, compulsions, and D is for disorder, right? So obsessive compulsive disorder. So what makes OCD a disorder is that when folks have intrusive experiences, which can be intrusive thoughts, images, fears, even feelings, they oftentimes are paired with a state of immediate anygiety. So your fight and flight response gets triggered, the amygdala part of the brain. When that happens, usually a person engages in some repetitive behavior because they're trying to get rid of that anxiety and they're trying to prevent something bad from happening, which is what makes it a compulsion. Disorder means that it's interfering with your daily life functioning. So one of the things we do know, um, a, a research and a study, is that about 12% of the population in America has OCD. And about two and a half of that population, um, it's really severe where it interferes with their day-to-day functioning. At any point in someone's life, something can happen, like a stressor, a triggering event, a uh, big loss, a change, um, trauma, and that can actually trigger your OCD to become more intensive. So one of the most common things that I hear quite often in my private practice, as well as coaching people and providing digital courses, is that folks get stuck on feeling shame or embarrassment or guilt for having intrusive thoughts. So today I want to dive a little bit deeper into intrusive thoughts. So intrusive thoughts are in fact very common. Every single person on the planet has some sort of random thought that pops in their head. Whether sometimes maybe you're driving somewhere and maybe you have a thought of, oh, what if I like swerve my car and end up hitting something? That's something that's considered an intrusive thought. It's random, it's meaningless, it just pops in your head. Now, when you don't have OCD brain, you can recognize that thought as that's just kind of garbage thinking. You don't give it much attention, you move on. Now, in the OCD brain, what happens is think of it like the communication loop doesn't quite close. So the brain is not able to really recognize that this thought is meaningless. And because it triggers your inner alarm system, it's really easy to start to interpret that event as really meaningful and important and that it says something important about you. So intrusions on their own are literally your brain misfiring. It's all that's happening. But again, when you're the one having that experience, it often feels really real, right? It feels really intensive, right? And you get really unsure whether it's really, how bad is it, right? We start to doubt, we start to question, you know, could this thing really happen that my brain is saying that could happen? And one thing I find is that when I talk to folks who don't have OCD and attempt to explain this, people get a little bit confused. They'll ask questions like, well, what do you mean if somebody's having um, a bad thought, uh, let's say about, um, you know, let's say blurting out an obscenity, or let's say it's a bad thought or a fear around what if I do something sexually inappropriate, or what if I do something in a way that's morally wrong. People oftentimes are not differentiating that an intrusive thought is literally like having a catastrophic thinking that that kind of pops in your head without your control. And they can start to get confused and ask things like, well, does that mean this person wants to do that? 
And so I, I think one of the things that's important for us to discuss is that when people are having intrusions and obviously they can't really control them, oftentimes in society at large, there's a lot of judgment and stigma around having negative or dark or heavy thoughts. So in general, when we put OCD in the context of the world and society, we can see how it's really easy when something is misunderstood to misinterpret it and judge it. And of course, the negative impact on that is on folks like myself and you listening to this now is that you can feel shame, you can feel guilt, you can feel really, really bad as a person that you're even having these thoughts. So what I want to cover with you today is that, or, or part of why I'm talking to you today is because I want you to know, number one, it's actually really a normal occurrence. It really is. It's something that also has been researched and it's been shown and demonstrated that people up to, I think, upwards of 90% of the time have random intrusive thoughts throughout the day. And in general, if you really think about it, throughout your waking hours, can you even count all the different thoughts that come through your mind? I bet you it's probably somewhere in the, in the thousands. So... And again, there was always research on that, that people I think have somewhere around like in the four or 5,000 plus different kind of thoughts throughout the day. A lot of these thoughts, if you think about it, we're not even aware of, right? They're just happening. They're, they're coming in and out. Sometimes we're consciously present to them. Sometimes we're not. We're a little bit absent-minded. Maybe we're daydreaming or we're thinking about something from the day before. Maybe we're thinking about something in the future. So we, we, we're so wrapped up in our thoughts and what our thoughts mean that we forget to create what, what we call a separation, a differentiation. And so in OCD work, one of the biggest goals that we hold is to create that, that kind of divide to recognize when is it that I'm having intrusive experience and intrusive thoughts and when is it that I'm at my baseline. So for example, I've been open with folks about the, the fact that I have OCD. So when I have an intrusive experience, it's usually out of my control. The experience is I literally start to get a bit flooded with different fear thoughts that start popping in. Immediately, my heart is racing really, really fast. And I immediately start to feel off, like that something is off, something is bad, something is wrong, or I did something bad, I did something wrong. And the first impulse is I want to go check I want to go in my mind and review past events because I want to analyze and see, did I do something? Did I say something? And so that behavior is, is really immediate in the OCD experience. This is also why I always tell folks, you know, we don't all have a little bit of OCD. OCD is not a quirk. OCD is not just a cute little thing that comes up. And people who have OCD will never say, oh yeah, I like it. I can't wait to have my next intrusive experience. So when we're dealing with intrusions, we have to remember you are not your thoughts. You are a whole person. There is so much more to you than just your thoughts. We have to also take into account evolution. We were not always as human beings as this mammalian species. We were not always so consciously aware. We were not always so vocal. So as we have evolved, so has our thinking, so has our whole system, except we still have that outdated kind of, if you will, software hardware, right? The fight and flight response. So we still have that, that older part of the brain, that reptilian part of the brain, that really its only job is to keep you alive. So imagine when that part of your system gets turned on at the wrong times or the wrong things, it gets really difficult to tell the difference between, you know, is this actually a threat or how threatening is this? So... 
when we're dealing with intrusive thoughts, when we're dealing with intrusive images or fears or anything like that, you have to remember one thing. Your thoughts are just that. They are your thoughts. Now, as I'm saying this, I'm not meaning to provide per se compulsive reassurance, right? We know that that actually doesn't work. But I do want to say that education is empowering. When you start to understand how OCD brain actually operates and works, it becomes much easier to put things in context and really start to grasp the nuances of this experience. Because OCD, even though it can be outwardly seen, but also it can be a much a very internal experience. People can get really stuck internally. They can get stuck in their heads and they can be sitting there looking like everything's fine. And you might have no idea that what they're actually doing is compulsing right then and there in their mind. I, for example, used to do a lot of mental rituals. I didn't even realize that I was compulsing. For the longest time, I thought that I was actually thinking. I thought that I was doing productive thinking on top of it. But I remember having this intense, insurmountable feelings of guilt, constant guilt, like, like brick of shoulders on my weight, right? Like constantly carrying this thing around. And it felt horrendous. Once I started to learn and understand what OCD actually is, how it actually works, why it felt so real, why I was having that bad feeling, then it became easier to start to separate myself from OCD. It became easier to understand when I'm getting bombarded with thoughts like that, oh, wait a second, this is my OCD right now. And once I knew that that was OCD and I could tell, tell the difference because I learned what it sounds like, I learned what it felt like, then I started to use the tools of exposure response prevention, including elements of acceptance commitment therapy, and of course, mindfulness strategies, so I can help break that cycle. So even more recently, whenever there is a trigger that I had about, I'd say two weeks ago, um, one of the things that happened is even for me, somebody who specializes in this work, but you know, when you have OCD, you have OCD, you know, one is understanding your triggers, but once I, I, I had a trigger, I think I spent about half an hour in my head compulsing around it, analyzing it, and, and, and trying to figure things out. And then I realized what I was doing and immediately stopped that behavior. I went right into using my ERP tools and kept using that tool and strategy throughout the day. And what that did is it helped the brain not latch on to that fear thought. And so I was able to release. And so in doing this work over time, you really recognize and learn that intrusions are just that. They're intrusions, they're thoughts, they pop in. They don't have to be something that actually define who you really are at the core and the center. But when you're in that moment, when you're having that trigger, you might have to entertain in that moment that you don't know the answer if your intrusive thought is, is real or true or, or if it could happen. That, that's kind of the crux of this work is you're going to have to temporarily suspend this belief and allow yourself to be a little bit unsure while you use the right strategies to help your brain get through that experience. And later on, when everything has calmed down, because as we all know, we don't stay elevated in, in that state of anxiety forever. So when things calm down, you want to come back and look at that experience again. And when you look at it again later, and you have your ability to perceive more accurately and to think more clearly, you'll be able to recognize that that was an OCD episode. And it's important to do that because when you do that afterwards, you want to take out the learning. You want to look at, okay, what triggered this event? What happened here? Then you want to look at, okay, what did my OCD sound like? How, how, how are those intrusions showing up for me? 
What did I feel? And then what did I, what, what was my urge to immediately do about it? And when you can unpack it in that way afterwards, you get to continuously learn and study your OCD cycle. And that's how you will get better and no longer give your intrusions so much value. Thanks for listening. See you in the next one. Thank you for listening to OCD Whisperer Podcast. To get additional support with OCD and have your personal questions answered, whether you are newly diagnosed, got through treatment and need help maintaining progress, or you can't afford treatment, visit Christina's on-demand Mastering OCD membership at masteringocd.com.